What turns the human mind towards a cult? And at what stage does a group of like-minded individuals become a dangerous breeding ground for manipulation and exploitation? Welcome back to another Oddly Unexplained Christmas. So today's episode is part of the Oddly Unexplained Christmas and it's a gift episode today. So the gift episodes are basically where we are presenting you with either a case that we've thought about a lot, looked at a lot, a big case, yeah, Yeah. that we've just never put on the podcast. We know um, Green River Killy was yesterday and I've probably been talking about that case for like nine months. Yeah. Yes. Since we like before we started that. Probably. To me. Yeah. Yeah. But this case we've both done a lot of work on. A lot. Because it's so influential and it's so disturbing. I think we just also had some sort of like we have done so much research on this case because it's it's fascinating. Mm. Like the psychological effects that go into it are so there's just so much to I look at. I think this cult is one of the best displays of mm. the psychology of cults. And it ended in being one of the biggest mass suicides in history. Not the biggest. The biggest. One of the biggest. Um, <laughs> I'm your host, Asta. And I'm Isabella. And this episode is on the Heaven's Gate cults. So, what's Tea of the Day, Isabella? Tea of the Day is Creme Brulee by Adorti. Yeah. Not the most festive. No. But but we've tried too many Christmas teas. Because we will, I'll give you a little story. So we were going to record an episode about Christmas creepypastas. <laughs> it did not work out. You will not be getting it. Unless no. you go onto our Instagram and tell us you really want it. Then you can have it. But other than that, it's not happening. So. But during it, we were like tasting teas. We were trying Christmas teas. And. They were all so bad. Yeah. So we're going with like a safer option. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've been God. For so, sure. let's get right into it. Marshall Herth and Marshall Herth Applewhite Jr. was born on May seventeenth, nineteen thirty-one, to parents Marshall Applewhite Senior and Louise Applewhite. He had three siblings. Okay. So this bit's important. He started learning about religion at a very young age due to his father being a Presbyterian minister. He was very interested in religion as a child. That's the big note from his childhood. Okay. So he went to a public high school and studied at Austin College, and he got a bachelor's degree in philosophy in 1952. Okay. So he then went and studied at the Union Presbyterian Seminary to study theology in hopes of becoming a priest like his father. I think you can sort of see that being, he wasn't just exposed to religion, he was exposed to leadership in religion, which I think is a very different thing. He was sort of exposed to that leadership role of leading people yes and he was always very into religion yeah which i think like you know yeah um so he married anne pierce in 1952 and the two went on to have two children his hopes for becoming a priest were soon dropped when he decided he wanted to quit study and become a musician wow so he moved to new york really switching it up so that failed okay and he started to teach religion at the university of alabama 
That's such a quick sequence of events. Yeah. He's really he's really jumping from career it up. to career. Yeah. So so um he but then he lost his, his permission to an intimate relationship with one of his male students. So cheating is bad, but also this would have been especially in religion in such a southern part of America. In the fifties. In the, in the fifties, this was very much yeah you're not staying a priest after that no no so the affair led to a divorce with his wife in 1968 and when he came out to his parents they didn't approve which is really sad because yeah that's yeah. really sad in 1950 in 1965 he moved to houston texas and became a chair of music at the university of saint thomas okay he resigned and his father died placing him in a deep depression Okay. So that's sort of where we get to when he's meeting Bonnie Meadows. Mm -hmm. So this is sort of just like the before they meet. Yeah. So already we've got someone who throughout his life mm -hmm. fully has been huge into religion, but also has been really discriminated against. Yeah, because he so badly wanted to be a leader in religion yes. and then was told you can't. And I think yes. that so he sort of needed to find his own way. Yes. Yeah. So Bonnie Nettles was born on August 29th, 1927. She was raised in Houston, Texas in a Baptist family. Okay. So as an adult, she moved away and stopped practicing religion. Altogether? Altogether. So when she moved away, she left religion, mm -hmm. you know. So, and she became a nurse. She married a businessman named John Siegel Nettles in 1949 and had four children with him. But in the 70s, Bonnie Nettles became fixated on the occult. So, like, what kind of occult are we talking about? So, we're talking about ghosts and spirits. Because okay. New Age and occult, mm -hmm. which we'll probably talk about more a lot. in this yeah, episode. For sure. But they're such, like, broad terms. Yeah. Because this is referred to as New Age. Mm. The sort of things we're looking at here. So, basically, she was just doing a lot of, like, seances. Okay. And, like, really getting into, like, supernatural. So, paranormal kind of thing. Yeah. Got it. Got and it. she was visiting fortune tellers on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And it was in one of these fortune tellings that she was told a tall man with light hair and a fair complexion would come into her life. Which is thing that matches Marshall. Wow. Yeah. Fate. Fate. Not good fate. Not good fate. Bad fate. Very bad fate. So the two meet in March 1972. And while the circumstances of the two meeting arranged, so in Marshall Applewhite's writing, mm -hmm. he said that they met at like, oh, it was like, they met when she, he was visiting a patient and they were just instantly connected. Instantly. Yeah, you know? Yeah. But yeah. other people around the time's interpretation of that was they met at like a dinner. They started talking. She gave him a tarot reading. <laughs> so instant friendship right there. Yeah. So they did have an instant connection. Okay. And on New Year's Day, 1973, they both decided to run off and establish the Heaven's Gate. So it children. took them... And what? From all of their children. Like, yeah. The they, six children they, they abandoned adult. them. Okay. So from, what? what's that like? March to January. It's like not that long. No. It's a very short period of time. Very quick connection. So we're going to go into the belief system of Heaven's Gate mm -hmm. before we like talk about the actual cult. Yeah. Because I feel like this is going to be like the most confusing part of our episode. For sure. So I think if we just go through it and explain it slowly, mm -hmm. that makes that all sense. It's 
sort of twisty. Yeah. So the belief system of the Heaven's Gate cult is odd. So the basic ideas originate from Christianity and New Age beliefs. So New Age is... That is such a loose term. So New Age can mean I am a Baptist priest, but I don't like one belief, so I am going to make my own branch of the Baptist church. Or it can mean my religion is that we only wear yellow socks. Yeah. Both are New Age. So it's... Yeah. It's... It's a wide... It's... Wait, let me find the definition for it. It's a wide term. It's like new religion, essentially. Yeah. But... But... Yeah. So New Age is just a broad movement characterized by alternative approaches to traditional Western culture. So it means anything. With an interest in spirituality. Yeah. But... So that could actually mean anything. So the group was originally told that they would be transformed into extraterrestrial beings, which the term extraterrestrial just means not from this planet. But they meant aliens. They meant aliens. They meant aliens from like 70s sci-fi movies too. Yeah. So, and they would be transported by a spaceship that would come down to earth and take them all to heaven. So we're seeing these like base root Christianity values. Fully. And we get into that a little later. Mm-hmm. I think the aliens part is probably where the new age comes the in. The aliens is a bit interesting. The aliens is very interesting. Um, I think it's just a vice, honestly. Yeah. Like, and the way, once we get into their role in the religion, yes. the alien bit is just like they wanted to be different, essentially. It, like was, it, it yeah. didn't have that much impact on the religion. Yeah. So, but... To do these things, they had to... So we, we're calling that the next level. Mm-hmm. So the members of the group preferred to themselves as students and adopted new names. They also, to get to this next level, had to give up human characteristics. Yeah. Which I say with quotation marks because... It's like human desires and human emotions. It's just like... Yeah. Joy. Joy. So it was family... Mm-hmm. friends, gender, sexuality, individuality, jobs, money, and possession. So it was... So like, basically, it's just... You become a unified part of the group. Yes. You wear the same things, you own the same things, you, you are get the, the same, same haircut. Yeah. The same haircut's really weird. It's like a bowl cut, but, like, worse. Worse. <laughs> um, it's an interesting look. Yeah. I don't think that's going to come in. No. Summer 2023? Yeah. 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 Depends where you are. Depends where you are. Yeah. Might come in. <laughs> Could be next one. So they also believe that aliens, that evil aliens or Luciferians were presenting themselves to Earthlings as God. That's where they confused. And they used holograms to fake miracles. Holograms. And all other, yeah, all other religions had been faked by said aliens. Okay. Which, from how much of a root this comes from Christianity, mm. it's really, like, tongue-in-cheek. I think because yeah yeah it's really interesting it's almost as if they're just trying to like be mad at the other religions due to their prior experiences because the root of their entire religion is it's if you ignore the terms of people it is the same difference you follow these rules you will be taken to heaven to be with god like it's the same difference yeah it's just so the core beliefs of the group which was that Mm -hmm. stayed the same throughout like the whole time obviously minor modifications were made one being that so the marshall and bonnie's role in the cult were basically they were um they were aliens so it started out with t and doe doe Mm -hmm. being marshall t being bonnie Mm -hmm. and they were actually aliens yes fully in like skin suits aliens 
Yes. And they were almost, yeah. And then they became more like prophets. Yes. They became more so like they were. Basically, instead of claiming that they were aliens, they, they were saying they were walk-ins, which yeah. is basically, I looked it up, it's basically like saying like a spirit possessing someone. Yeah. You know? It's like, very similar to the FLDS prophet. Like I yeah. am being directly communicated with by someone like a higher being kind of thing it's very similar yeah so it's very much like obviously i think this is just all the same sort of like like what's like a power play almost yeah where it's like you're trying you're giving yourself this role but i don't think there's any difference and a lot of people will be like oh aliens that's so crazy but it's just like a like a usage you know Mm. It's just a way to separate themselves from other religions. And especially at that time, yes. aliens would have been a drawing itself. Because so many people yeah. were seeing alien encounters, alien experiences, and thought that, like, lights in the sky were aliens. And therefore wanted, like, um, clarification. Like, someone to say, like, yes, that is what it was. And therefore these people claiming to be aliens or prophets of aliens yes. gave, that, gave them that sort of recognition. Yes. And a lot of, like... This was at the stage where, yeah, as you said, it's like the alien boom, you know? Yeah. But it was genuinely like, it was like, I, I don't, a lot of people call this like a UFO cult. It's not really. I think it's just like a, it's just, it's yeah. like you said, it's a vice. It's, it's something vice. they used at the time that fit with what was in the media being shown to people every single day. Yeah. So you're probably wondering, how do you get to the next level, right? Yeah. What are the different ways? Like, what we know a spaceship can pick you up, but what are the other ways? Yeah. So the first is a physical pickup onto a telespacecraft. Okay. So it transfers you to the next level body upon that craft. So... What is... So the next level body is the alien body, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's... You get transformed to a biological and chemical perfect being. Perfect being. Perfect being. But does, does that mean that all of those things they had to avoid, people are gone entirely? Yes. Okay. So by perfect being, they mean unhappy. Unhappy being. Unhappy being. Perfect. So natural death. So natural accidental death. death or death from a random violence. So here we refer to it as the graduating soul leaves the human container for a perfected next level body. They did call their bodies containers. Yes. Or vehicles. Or vehicles. Too. Vehicles is interesting. Mm. Room, room. <laughs> um, yes. But that's sort of like if you were had these beliefs and then you died and you didn't get picked up onto the telespacecraft. You go there anyway. You go there anyway. So another thing is an outside persecution that leads to death. So it's a persecution as you were in this belief system yeah so you were persecuted because of your beliefs were killed and then yes and they view that as a sacrifice okay yes so or a willful exit from the body in a dignified manner hmm which suicide essentially yeah dignified dignified suicide that that's something something so the two, so the cult gained its first member in May 1974. Her name was Shannon Morgan. She abandoned her children, but she only lasted in the cult for about a month mm-hmm. 
when Shannon returned to her children and Bonnie and Marshall were charged with credit card fraud because they were using her credit card to do things. Gosh. But the charges were dropped because she, like, consented to it. So... Consented to credit card fraud? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, but Marshall did end up spending six months in jail in Missouri because he was found with a stolen rental car. Why didn't... <laughs> so confusing. Stolen rental car. A stolen rental car. So after he'd finished his sentence, he rejoined Bonnie. Cool. So it was actually in a routine checkup for the credit card store. Because <laughs> they were on, like, parole. So he stole the rental car going to, like... No. So no, no, no. So he'd already got the charges dropped for the credit card fraud. Okay. And they were checking up on him and they found the stolen rental car. Because <laughs> he was, like, in the stolen rental car. So what did Bonnie do in those six months without Marshall? She was trying to grow cults. So that they didn't have any other members in that one no. time? Okay, no. cool. So, but by the end, so he finished his sentence, like, early 1975. Mm-hmm. And by the end of 1975, they had gained around 125 members. So before we move into more of the joining members, I thought I would just quickly talk about the recruitment process into this cult. So essentially, they hosted, like, town meetings. So... All it makes me think of is like Parks of Rec. If you've ever seen that show, they have a lot of those meetings where like the town comes in and they like ask them like, should we build a park? So it was kind of like that. Like they put posters up around town that would say like, do you, are you feeling lonely? Do you, are you looking for something in your life? So the way these preyed on people yeah. was that, are you feeling lonely? Are you missing something? We can give it to you. Yes. So that's like most cults. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. And then they would have these meetings in like schools and libraries and people would come and they would present themselves as tea and dough, as these aliens who could give you that missing piece. And it worked because it was essentially just like an hour of them talking about how they could fix you. And because of how direct those like statements were on those posters there were only people there who were looking for something or were lonely or did need something in their life so then when these two would preach directly about that and talk about prophecies and fate it almost felt to these people as if this meeting was fate yes so the group continued to go bigger and stronger over the next eight years okay so the belief system stayed the same there were daily teachings Mm -hmm. Which basically, the food they were having was very bland. And he would spend most of the day in this room with the TV and Marshall and Bonnie telling you stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. And there was like only specific types of food you were allowed to eat. Like really bland things? Yeah, and everyone had to eat the same. Because the idea was you can't get enjoyment out of food. Okay. Yeah. No enjoyment from food. No. So... And so Bonnie Nettles ended up getting an eye removed due to cancer. Mm-hmm. But, and when she was, they told her, you have cancer, you need treatment. Bonnie Nettles did not believe in cancer. She thought she was invincible. She didn't believe in it? Nope. Okay. And she would not die until she advanced to the next level with Marshall Applewhite. Okay. Which I thought they were already in the next level. Yeah. This is where I think it's like they're in as much of the delusion as everybody else's. Because while this is a way for power, this is a way for manipulation, this is a way for money, they seem to be like yeah. in on the delusion and as I well. And I think it's very different to a lot of other cults. Like, if you look at FLDS, I don't know if Warren believes what he's saying. I don't think he I does. don't think he does. I fully just think it is about power and money and being able to assert yourself over people. But these two... 
the lengths that they went to is yes. so far that I would find it difficult to think that they don't believe what they're saying. And everyone's telling her, like, you don't need treatment, you're fine. Yeah. But she died yeah. from cancer on July 19th, 1985. And this was not meant to happen. This was not meant to happen. Not she was not meant to die. So, But Marshall had to convince the rest of the group yeah. that she'd advanced to the next stage. And what I find interesting is when we look back at FLDS, Roland's death was a, t- like, it, it made people question thing. their faith. It did. It made people leave the cult. It made people think, this is silly, how is he dead? Because it had been preached that it was not possible, that there was no way that he could die. But Marshall instead used this as a, sort of like a shaming technique because yeah. the theory was that she advanced to the next stage. You could have too, but you weren't good enough. Yeah. You were bad. You were you were bad at this, you were, you know, it was like, if you hadn't done these things wrong, you would have advanced. It goes into the teachings of this cult, though, that the whole idea is if you do these things, you will get this thing, which is also in the FLDS, but it's in a different way. In this cult, dying was the ultimate game, to follow these rules and then die and go to the next level. And therefore... It was, he could use it to his advantage. But I think also, if we believe that he believed it, he possibly also did think that she went to the next level, which, I mean, then you could say how I that think affected him. I think at this point, him. I think he was starting to Something. lose faith. Because I think this was really, a, like, a trigger point yeah. in the cult where everything just went sort of, like... You think it would collapse his belief point. Yeah. But, so, I, before we go into this, I just want to give a brief trigger warning. This is where we're going to talk about the mass suicide. So, you know, if you're not in the right headspace, skip this bit. Skip this bit. Go to, like, the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, during October 1996, the group had rented out a mansion which they called the monastery. It was a 9,200 square feet or about 850 meter property in California. It's a very large so house. That was where everyone lived. Mm-hmm. And on March the 9th, so on from March 19th to 20th, 1997, Marshall began filming the exit videos. You can so that, watch them. You can, but I'm going to explain what they are. So yeah. there's two exit videos. One of them is his monologue mm-hmm. where he talks for like, Three hours. It's really long. Oh, you can find a lot of his, like, teachings on YouTube. Yeah. They're long. We've both seen his monologue. It is hours and hours. hours. I don't think I finished it, but it's it's the same ramble for yeah. hours on hours. And then there's another one which you can also find, which is him interviewing the members that were going to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Which were, there was 39 in total, including him. And he interviews them about their time at the cult, how the cult made them feel welcome, how the cult was good for them, and how they were advancing to the next stage and how happy they were. And you can see just how much they believe in what he's teached them. Yes. So, um, and in this, this was also, his aim was for this to be a recruiting technique. Yeah. Which it wasn't. No. But, I mean, it's the cult still exists, so maybe it's a testament to that. Let's but see their website. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. 
but I think it's as much of a sort of he thought it was going to help it did not no no so so on the night so it was between december sorry not december october is it october i think it's october no it's march oh, from march the 22nd wrong. to march the sixth the 26th not the 16th that would be going back in time there was a series of three groups of suicides yeah so the first group consisted of five people, second of five people, and the last of nine. So they killed themselves by taking a fento, a phenobarbital, which is basically it's a, like a medicine often used to treat epilepsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with applesauce and pudding, and they washed it down with vodka. So they placed plastic bags over their heads to induce anaphylaxis. Anaphylaxis. So then the next group, so it was very much groups, right? The next group would clean up Mm -hmm. and they would place the bodies, they would take the bag off and place a purple cloth over from about their, like, neck to over their head. Um, Yeah. And all the members, so, were wearing identical black shirts and tracksuit pants and wearing Nike Decade shoes. So this group was really into Nike, Heaven's Gate was they had one of their sayings was just do it because you know how Nike's slogan is just do it but do was the prophet just do it I don't know why they were so into Nike no but odd they also had five dollars and 75 cents in their pocket so this was in a five dollar bill and three quarters no (laughs) yes okay just checking that I like didn't get the So before the last group committed suicide, a number of packages were sent to former members or like associates of the cult. So it was former members, those who like decided they didn't want to kill themselves Mm -hmm. for the cult or people that had been in the cult. And these included the two tape recordings of the exit video and the monologue. Okay. So the suicide was actually anonymously reported to the cops. Yeah. In a 911 call. And only one cop showed up originally because they thought it was a prank. It's not a prank. So basically, we're just going to like briefly talk about the aftermath. So basically, this really created it like a cult scare. It did. Right? And it actually leaded to one more like a, what's the word? Um, Like a copycat suicide. Yeah. Well, there was... It was an ex-member who then committed suicide once he found out the rest of the team, the rest of the yes. had done. And there was another one mm-hmm. who um, killed himself and said, "I'm going to the spaceship with Hale Bob to be the those who had, to be with those who had gone before me." Um. So yeah. Yeah. He had no connection. No. He just of... found out about the teachings and. Yes. So they were like. There was another two members who attempted suicide. One of them died, the other survived. Another guy who had survived his first attempt but then killed himself again. It was really, it led to more suicides. It did. Because it really led to like a cult, like a scare. Because people were seeing the, it, Mm -hmm. it was on the news, it was everywhere. And then you could so readily find what they were preaching yes and it was on the news it It was was on the news fully along and so it was like yeah 
so the website still exists it today does. you can join the i don't want to say like join the cult because there's you're not like there's joining anything there's not like a leader in a group anymore there's a leader well, there's a leader but, but like, it's not like a place you go no like it's just our like, family or whatever not our family it's the australian one we have the family the family the family i think so there's one in australia you can actually join don't join it though don't join cults no but um basically so and it still has you can find on it you can find uh, it's not available on my computer anymore you can find hours and hours and hours so, of dough talking so long of dough talking so long. and transcripts oh you can find i've read a couple of the transcripts yes they're so they long. also have a section that's on there like suicide beliefs you can buy the books you can buy the books so many books. i don't know if you can if they actually will send you a book like i don't know who does that no but you can buy a book yes who knows if you can get a book i don't <laughs> maybe maybe you might just be giving money to them don't give them money. don't give them don't buy the book don't buy the book why would you want the book it's it's, it's rambling gonna be, it's just gonna be doe talking yeah you know over and over again for hours but doe is dead doe is because he, Marshall Applewhite, killed himself with the other members. He was in the last group of the nine. Yeah. Which is weird. Because like, usually members normally, of cults don't kill, like, leaders, not members. No, yeah. Mem- usually because, like, leaders don't And I think that goes back to him being, actually believing what he was preaching. Because most cult leaders, do, if they do commit mass suicide, they don't participate in it. Because, again, it's about the power. It's about covering up evidence sometimes but it's they're not believing what they're preaching but i think he on some level did yeah 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 so we're gonna quickly talk about the psychology of this cult and then we're going to talk a bit about we'll just talk about like the cult as a whole kind of yeah um so the worst the first thing i want to touch on is cult sort of brainwashing so there was one member of the cult she was a young i want to say like 19 to 20 kind of age and she ran away from home and joined the cult and she was probably in the cult for maybe six or seven months she had no contact with her family and she called them and if you listen to the heaven gates podcast on spotify we can have the like the telephone call transcripts which i found really interesting but i'll just sort of sum it up and she was very sort of standoffish it was almost as if she was being fed lines talking to her family and this was when they sort of realized she was in a cult something was going on and so they started doing research on how can we help her get out of this situation and that led her to a number of experts on like oh there's a term for it but like unbrainwashing people essentially and that's when they started researching into that they didn't Sadly, they weren't able to get her out of the cult, but it was sort of led them into a lot of research into brainwashing and cults. So how is cult brainwashes people? Is it targeted vulnerable members of society? So how it did so is it was saying, it was promising something. So one of the most like vulnerable places of a human existence is loneliness. Because as humans, we do want to exist with each other so when you it targeted people who thought that they were lonely or felt like an outcast in society so by promising them something that would help them by promising something that would like they would gain from and t and joe both had the ability to recognize that actual emotional 
need in people in passing and in those meetings and they were able to recruit those people to them yes because i mean it gave community it did like and i think that's something that is really interesting about this cult is the time they were in the cult they actually lived a relatively normal happy life to them not normal but like oh happy or happy but happy to them like they did have a family they were you know they weren't it gave them something to be a part of yeah it did like they were with other people they did have something to do they were you know they had meals together they had like christmas parties which is really weird there was yeah, like, that was, like that was really weird because if they don't believe in like religion and religion is like cre- created christmas why are they celebrating christmas why are they having a christmas party yeah i don't know but they did they did like they they did things as a group which is essentially what they were offering but that was that yeah. part was so yeah. there was no actual like physical abuse towards the people but the emotional abuse is definitely the thing so yeah that's weird that's a plot hole interesting yeah their religion is really weird really odd well i think that kind of brings our episode to a close it's been a long one it's been a long one i hope you enjoyed yeah merry christmas it's probably not the nicest gift ever hopefully you found it interesting yeah hopefully because we've been wanting to cover this one for a while yeah so yeah thanks for listening for a combined christmas one yeah a more christmasy christmas episode yeah yeah okay goodbye bye oh remember to lock your doors because you never know when a ufo cult which i say with quotations is going to come and brainwash you yeah yeah Bye. Bye.